Hello, friendos, and welcome to the Definitive List of Everything Ever Disney Edition, episode 462, probably. I'm your host, Nathan, and with me, we have Flynn himself, sexy boy, James. Oh, good. I'm so glad it's me. <laughs> I was like, it better be me or I'm going to kill you. We also Three, have... Two, hey. one. What do you think I'm going to say? What do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> oh, oh we know what you're going to say. <laughs> who am I going to say? Who am I going to say? Oh, well, why don't you say who you're going to say? We know what uh, it is. Who am I going to say? Who are you? Who are you? who are you from the Wreck-It Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, clearly I am the sergeant. No. Wrong. King Candy! It's dead! <laughs> <laughs> okay, not who I thought. Penelope, but that would probably be a war crime. Um, <laughs> I, am so. I am heartened to find out that our friendship means so much to you that you will not commit war crimes against me. <laughs> yeah, at least not this episode. So anyway, for this episode, we want to hear war crimes. Listen to our DuckTales <laughs> podcast. I want to hear war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so mean don't listen to our DuckTales podcast by the time this goes up it's going to be done anyway moving on this week we watched two PG Disney movies so we had to call our parents and make sure we were allowed at least James did um, I got permission good got to make sure but before that we took a Twitch character are you tangled quiz on oh my Disney your number one source for everything Disney, visit Oh My Disney today, and maybe they'll give us a sponsorship deal. Hint, hint, Disney. I need money. Um, for therapy. <laughs> for therapy after watching. Uh, I can't say that because no, everyone will turn the podcast off. Um, <laughs> James, which Tangled character are you? I am the same character as Derek, and we're not King Candy, unfortunately. It's not for Tangled, you idiot. <laughs> These movies got a little confused. Oh. Well, one, one distressed me and one did not. I am Pascal. I'm loyal and would do anything for my friends, both of you. Also, I'm just adorable, and I have the best reactions to every situation. Also, he doesn't talk very much in the movie, so that's kind of like you on know, this podcast. But not like Derek at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. The, which character is, like, obsessed with the canon? Is that like one of the guys in the bar that's obsessed? Yeah, it's I mean, like his, I his name. As a dream to write fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm the only one that got something different. While Derek thinks about which character is most likely to write fanfic in the movie Tangled, I think Derek's the one that collects ceramic unicorns. Yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah, Big yeah. burly. He has similar hair, like facial hair. Mm -hmm. Beard. Mm -hmm. Checks out. <laughs> Um, I'm Maximus. <laughs> Do you yeah. want me to read it? Yeah. Dedicated and loyal to the end. You're the best backup that anyone could have. Uh, you might have a slight obsession with apples. Uh, no. And the serious don't mess with me underlined bolded red for some reason attitude. It's true though. Because hmm. you're a redhead. Wait a minute. Obsession with apples? Nathan, are you Ryuk? Yes. Excellent. Is he who? Thank you so, for not killing us yet. 
from Death Note. Something our fans, oh. our fans might actually get. You should go. Everyone go watch the Netflix movie. It's amazing. It's the best version of Death Note. Our, our podcast are you, stats are going to plummet next episode. Like, that was a war crime against everything. <laughs> yeah, that's against the Geneva Convention. Don't watch that. Um, I watched the trailer and I was like, oh no. It has Will Defoe. That's the only good thing about the whole show. Mm. Yeah, is that he's not... in it. His performance isn't good, but he's in it. That's literally the only good thing I can say. Is that his name's on the credits, and I like Will the Flow. Because he has a creepy face. This is true. Yeah, he does. He does. He'd fit right into that like band of weirdos entangled. You could just not even wear a costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Just live action, Willem Dafoe suddenly shows up. <laughs> we'll rule this city together, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man swings in on Rapunzel's uh, hair. Yeah, why not? It's a crossover. She could be Spider-Man, but with hair. I would watch that. There's a Spider-Man show I'd watch. Yeah, but that's a different episode that we talked about this, and it's going to be two months before. (laughs) Darn it. Everyone go and watch the classic uh, whatever this podcast called episode uh, DuckTales 4 to know that reference. Hmm. Watch it. Tell your friends. Play it on a loudspeaker. <laughs> Blast it on the subway. People need to know what you think of other people's opinions about DuckTales reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. What is this podcast about again? <laughs> We're talking about Tangled. The Tangled was released in 2010. It's rated PG, and it's we're finally hitting Disney movies that break the hour and a half mark which is good for developing characters and bad for me doing them at the last minute. Um, This is a retelling of Rapunzel where since she has magical hair that can cure old age and diseases and injuries, so an evil witch kidnaps her and locks her in a tower to keep herself young forever. But on the eve of her 18th birthday, uh, a weird bandit shows up trying to seek refuge in her house, and the two of them go off to explore the world together. And inevitably, they fall for each other, and Rapunzel is like a hair ninja. Um, and eventually, uh, do, do we want like to spoil everything about this movie? <laughs> I guess they live happily sure. ever after, and her hair gets cut. Yeah, or does it? There's also a horse um, that's trying to catch the bandit, <laughs> who is more competent than the people, and the chameleon that is there. Because if Rapunzel just talked to herself, she'd be perceived as more cra- slightly more crazy than if she talks to a chameleon, I guess. So accurate. Accurate. Yeah. That's the movie. Thanks for watching. James! <laughs> oh no, I knew you were gonna start with me and I was like, wait, when did I first see Derek! this movie? I'm cutting it off. Derek. Okay. What did you think about this movie? When... And what did you see the last time you saw it? Wait, whatever. You know what I'm gonna ask. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I honestly don't remember when I saw this movie. I know it wasn't in theaters. Um, I remember watching it the first time and feeling that I enjoyed it. Didn't blow my mind or anything, but I enjoyed it. Uh, but then after that, um, particularly after Frozen came out, there was a lot of Tangled is better than Frozen. So I said, I'm gonna watch it again. And see, and yeah, I really like this movie. I've seen it several times. I like the characters most of them i like the story i think yeah I, there's a lot of the stuff i like about that and i think every time i watch it i just find myself liking it a little bit more 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I agree with that because I liked it the first time, but this last time I was like, I love this movie, and it may be my very favorite out of all of them right now. I mean, well, I guess we're kind of far like away from all the 2D. Movies? No, out of this list that we're working on. You're crazy. <laughs> I really like this movie. You watch out, Aladdin. I'm going to deconstruct No, it. I wouldn't put it above it's Aladdin like on the list. Bad. but <laughs> It's not bad. It's good. Yeah. I, I really think this movie's fantastic. Yeah, um, I watched, I avoided this movie because I was convinced after watching Dinosaur that Disney CG could just burn in a fire. So I just avoided Disney. Um, and also you became an adult, so. Yeah, that too, I became an adult. Um, <laughs> so my nieces and nephews, when I was living with them, uh, step nieces and nephews, like not step in-laws is that how that works i don't know how it works but anyway in-law yeah, yeah my sure. nephew and niece-in-law um this was when frozen came out in 2013 and it was this huge deal and everyone wouldn't shut the hell up about it so <laughs> they sat me down to watch frozen and i was like all right well that was fine and they were like well what do you think about it compared to tangled i'm like i don't know if you know i haven't seen tangled and they said um mg you gotta watch tangled and I'm like, oh my gosh, freaking shoot me. So we watched Tangled and it was way better. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like, wow, this movie is like good. <laughs> like really good. And rewatching it, I was going in expecting to like it less after watching the you know, giant canon of Disney films and knowing that Tangled was like my first quote unquote Disney movie. Guess not true because I watched Wreck It Ralph, I think before that but you know it was it was me re-entering the disney thing for real but re-watching it i enjoyed it a lot um it's cute it's well crafted this plot is really well it ties itself together really well and yeah there there's some things i'm not super keen on but it's so, completely solid mm-hmm. this is, makes it sound like my closing remarks so it does <laughs> Yeah. That's it. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. For- <laughs> so let's go into good stuff. Yes. Um, uh, Rapunzel and Flynn, or shall I say Eugene? Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Don't don't tell his real name. Yeah, it's like Voldemort. You can't say his real name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like and Flynn, who shall not be named Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap. We call. Yeah. No. I mean. Um... Yeah, no, I I really like both of them. I think out of all out of all of the Disney romances, I think this one might be one of the more believable ones for me. Like it's cuz it, the thing is is that it was built on it wasn't built, it wasn't love at first sight. It wasn't um you know, it had nothing to do with that. It was built on the growing closeness of them as friends and as they are learning who they are as people and as they are revealing their, you know, personal foibles to each other. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's building on top of that, which I think is a really solid foundation for telling a very fast, um, romance in. I think they're the best couple since Aladdin and Jasmine for sure. Yeah. Since and I think they're better than, so. I think they're better than Belle and the Beast, which I can't believe I'm going to confess that on this podcast. But yeah, blasphemy. I know. <laughs> I, I will say lots of blasphemous things today. Mm. 
Yeah. I apologize in advance for my war crimes. <laughs> yeah, I I usually get really annoyed at the romances in these movies. Even Aladdin, like the pacing felt weird, right? They're always like feel really rushed. Yeah. Um, at least with Aladdin, she like met him, and then there was a a distancing, and then a rediscovery mm-hmm. that kind of was okay. But like you know, a lot of times it's like we meet, we hang out for a day, and then we get married, which mm-hmm. they you know lampoon in Frozen. Ha ha! What a great joke. But uh, in this one. It felt natural. Mm-hmm. I did like at the end they mentioned that they didn't get married right away. Like yeah. they figured yeah. it out. I also could because I felt there was this notion of Rapunzel might be a little superficial because it's the first dude she's ever met. And he just so yeah. happens to be handsome. But you could tell from his perspective it was someone he could generally open up to. And so you felt mm-hmm. like the relationship could work mm-hmm. because both of them – if both of them wanted it to, right? Yeah. Right. And so it felt – I felt like the chemistry was was surprisingly solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, yeah. Even though I don't know how old, like, what the age discrepancy is between the two of them, which is kind of weird. But I don't think it was that much, do you think? I, I have no clue. She's, like, what, 18 at the end because it's her birthday. Yeah. And he looks maybe 20, 21? Yeah. I don't eh. know. I mean, not enough to the point that the movie made a big deal out of it, so... But yeah, I think what works with them is that it feels more real because the whole love at first sight thing is, you know, doesn't usually happen. Or if it does happen in real life, it usually doesn't end well. But with this Mm -hmm. one, it's built on something that's more real, namely the, you know, growing to know each other as people. And it felt. mm -hmm. Yeah. Keep going, sorry. Yeah, sorry. What I was going to say is, like, because it was based on that, you know, getting to know each other as people, it felt like, you know, their respective appearances doesn't really, didn't really feel like it played that big of a factor in it. Mm Mm-hmm. I felt, like, I can understand why she liked him to Mm -hmm. an extent, because he represented everything that she wanted in life, right? She wanted someone that would, she wanted adventure, she wanted... To be, you know, just be normal, honestly. Like to be have a life beyond the tower. So her connection to him made a lot of sense. I felt like his connection to her could have been a little bit better because I you get this notion that he wants to live a more grounded life, right? And she right. can help provide that because she's optimistic and she she's grounded to a certain extent, and they that's why they play well off each other. But you never really get the impression early when he's stealing that he wants that you get the impression that he loves his thieving life that was just the one little weird tiny bit mm-hmm. that i didn't I eventually took... eventually i feel it works out but uh-huh. yeah. the initial setup didn't execute as well it, i took that comment of him saying he he wished he had a castle to be that like oh i really wish i had a place that i could call my own that hmm. like that longing for like well, belonging in a secure location yeah, but, but then when he confesses over the campfire, he's like, I want just a bunch of money so I can go do whatever I want. So I don't have to yeah. steal. I can just go adventure with you know all this money. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it works for me because a character that falls in love by the end of a story, to me, doesn't have to necessarily be looking for love. And so it works for me that he ha- he knows what he wants his life to be. It's wanting money and wanting a place of his own is... That's what he wants, but what the character it, needs is something different. That's that's that's. I don't necessarily agree that 
that's what he wants. I don't I don't think we know what he wants until well, he finds her. Well, based on what we what he says, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we can't see inside his head, but I mean, he says he wants a castle. He says he wants money. He says he wants an island. He says he wants to have enough money to do whatever he wants, like this um, fictional character that he idolized. So that's all we have to go off of, really. That Yeah. Like, him wanting wealth is superficial, right? And so mm-hmm. I don't think that's actually what he wants, but it, it never really is very clear that what he actually wants is like some sort of stability like mm. i guess it kind of is that that maybe i'm just not reading far enough into it and and this is a super nitpick because like he still yeah. works fine yeah right but i just felt that he is such a good foil to rapunzel like the rapunzel to his direction right that the fact that it's not like the same back as good is is kind of an irks me but it's yeah. it's fine they're, they're still completely fine and i enjoyed mm. their relationship i also like that he thinks he's like this big shot and no one freaking cares about him yeah 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 what i like about the two of them is that they really you know they're they play off each other perfectly like a character like rapunzel on her own without someone like flynn to play off of would you know potentially wander into annoying territory but the fact that she is with a much more cynical character that has that sort of sardonic reaction to a lot of her actions, especially, you know, immediately after she gets out of the tower, kind of really sells the whole idea of, you know, just these two characters. I like that the movie focused so much on Rapunzel, Flynn, and Gothel. Mm-hmm. Like, I I liked the other characters. I thought they were great. You know, like the the snuggly duckling pub thug, thug, mm-hmm. pub thug people. Like... They were great characters, but I like that the movie was so focused on Rapunzel and Flynn, so we really got to know them. And I think that Gothel's a good foil to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the right thing for the movie to do, because, I mean, there's only so much time in a movie. And mm-hmm. so they have to remain focused, and they clearly knew that the heart of their story is the story between these two characters and, mm-hmm. you know, their struggle against Gothel. The animation is stellar in this movie. Yes. I, yeah, it's I'm good. Really impressed. Rapunzel's enormous eyes were unsettling during some of the final scenes, but other than that, yeah, it looks it looks great. The hair, the hair looks so good. Yeah, yeah. What I the thing with the animation is, I've gone on record saying I prefer two D animation, but yes, this is heard that multiple times. Yeah. But this being the end point of well, not the end point, but closer to the end point of what CG animation can do, makes me mind it less mm-hmm. and so i'd still would have preferred to see this movie in 2d but nonetheless that doesn't mean i can't appreciate I, that it looks great i don't think this movie would have worked in 2d it would have been a totally different movie mm, eh. a lot of the gags for comic like some of the slapstick comedy i think works better in cg than it would yeah. in, in well CG. and like the the action sequences like they just wouldn't have looked as good yeah yeah, it would have been more expensive to make them look that good in 2D. Sure. So, uh, I think they could have um, done it, but yeah. Uh, I like the sidekick characters, which uh-huh. is a rarity for modern yeah. Disney. And a Probably rarity for you. <laughs> neither of them talked. I think that's Yeah, yeah that really helps. I like that the chameleon was downplayed, but you know it was mostly just reaction shots and silent comedy. And like, murder. 
Yeah, and murder. Well, she was gonna die <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I did think it was kind of weird that he like straight up freaking murdered her. But um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, he, she did like throw him against a wall. Yeah, it's revengeance. Um, well, she I, was dying anyway. She was turning into dust. So he was. didn't really murder her. He just got the dust out Suck of the house. It. He yeah. just wanted to have the last laugh. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and I liked Maximus a lot. I liked Maximus because except for in one scene, he didn't act like a dog. Like that's the thing that really bothers me about a lot of horses in modern cartoons yeah. is they just act like dogs. Because and his tail something was like a dog. Yeah, but the only time he acts like a dog is when she treats him like a dog yeah. during that one scene. And then he goes back to acting like – a sidekick, like a person almost, right? Yeah. Right. Really competent horse. Yeah. Um, well, there was that and when he, after him and Flynn fall off of the cliff and he's sniffing around for Flynn. Yeah, it's a bit of a doggy thing. Yeah. But like, a lot, that, that like wa- mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. Go, yeah, good. Like I said, when we watch Frozen, you will see a horse as dog trope in yeah. full force. Yeah, reindeer is dog. I think is what you mean. Is it rain? I don't freaking. It's a reindeer, it's, but no, it's same freaking thing. Yeah, in cartoon <laughs> terms, yes. In um, zoological terms, maybe not so much. Oh no, <laughs> we got Olaf's in that movie. <laughs> uh, oh, we'll get there. Anyway, keep going. Um, yeah, uh, Gotham. What? Gonna... Gothel? Or sorry, was someone else going to say something before that? Are you talking about the villain? Is that Gothel? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm mixed. I I think I like her because she's complex. Yeah. But then the solution to her is not. I think she shouldn't have died. Yeah. Like, really? Like, yeah. I think she felt like the kind of villain that was going to learn that she was wrong, right? Like she was going to learn mm-hmm. some okay. sort of lesson. It felt like that to me. Like that was framing because. Usually in these films, when a villain is partially sympathetic, which I think she's partially sympathetic, like she's, yeah. then usually it it works out that they learn their lesson or they learn their lesson and then die, right? You know, but it ends up working out in a way that they understand that they're they're douchebags, right? Right. Uh, but she's so old and so set in her ways. Like I don't think it would have been an aha moment. She has the best song in the movie. I like all the songs in this movie. Yeah. I'm just going to stand by I, that. I, and I feel like the songs, this is something I'm going to get really irritated at Frozen with, but the songs in Tangled are placed in a way that they don't, like they're not all crammed at the front. They're spread out in a proper way. This really opinion. feels like a Broadway show because they sing yeah. small snippets of songs mid-scene. I'm okay with that. I liked them. And I didn't feel like they wrecked the pace in this film. Yeah. Frozen, um, I'm going to have some problems with. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Olaf has a song in Frozen. That's the first problem. I, yeah, I felt like the comic song, which in this one was the Bandits, like, fit... was. I like songs in these types of films that show... that help you learn about the characters and actually, like, not necessarily progress the plot, but at least, like, are in service to it. Right. Right? Like, a lot of songs don't just, especially in musicals, just don't do anything. They're just there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tangled, I felt, did really well. Even if I wasn't super into some of the songs, yeah. I felt like they did well at, you know, justifying their existence in terms of the story of the the movie. Which, mm. props to Disney for that, because none of them felt like they didn't belong in the scene they were in. Yeah. Hmm. So... 
Yeah. I Derek, like, you disagree? No, I like I like the songs. I like that it's Yeah, I like that they they do to me make sense where they belong. I mean it's classic Disney um out um net structure. Classic Disney structure, but mm-hmm. it it works for me. I wouldn't say I had any problems with them. I thought they were very catchy. They're they're a little part of me dies a little inside because this is like we're entering the era where all their songs become pop songs, and they're a little more poppy and I'll country do, but... songs, <laughs> which I guess well country and pop are like the freaking same thing now. <laughs> I don't think they're country, but they do have a guitar. They got they got that twang. You got that upbeat twang. <laughs> yeah, but I think that these songs sound different enough from each other and from general that it, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, It if if it is poppy, it's in the beginning stages of becoming poppy, so it's yeah. not egregious to me yet. Uh, yeah. I thought the film was well-paced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, part... There are some really replaced. Mm-hmm. I thought the be- the beginning exposition is runs a little long, but once you get past that, it moves briskly. And this is whenever something gets, whenever you're bored of a scene or a character, it just cuts to somebody else doing something, which was really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that quite a bit. Uh, and we already mentioned their romance, the whole damn scene. <laughs> That damn scene. <laughs> that it felt the first time I watched it, I felt like it was weird, and rewatching it, it felt weird too. I understand it's mostly there to establish, I guess, that Flynn and Rapunzel work well together, and her hair glows with what magic. About it is weird to you? I don't know. I have no like actual justification to say it's weird. So I like I just, that scene because it felt like after all the singing and everything, they needed some action to kind of pep it up a little oh wait, i know what i hate about smooth racist to gingers <laughs> again racist to gingers that's, yeah this yeah. makes sense the, the stabbingtons two, the stabbingtons are redheads and and they're the bad guys so that's racist against that's not, me okay. gingers are not a race for we one. are no you can't, you can't say that when i am ginger you can't tell oh. a person they're not ginger <laughs> Like Gosh, James is 2017. No, oh. I am one. president. <laughs> I am one fourth ginger, and I find your Seven. statements very f- offensive, J- James. Yeah, ginger. We have an orange person as president now, so you can't be racist against orange people anymore. I, I, I'm, I can't even with you guys. <laughs> My beard is ginger in a certain light. Um, anything really good we want to? Did we want to talk more about the villain? I. Yeah, I like that she's complex. Yeah, I like that she's. Um, my favorite parts with her are the parts like where she's. she's <laughs> yeah, she's emotionally manipulative, so she's not really a physical threat until the very end, which is probably part of why it doesn't. The, that end doesn't quite work so well. I think I think it works fine. Rapunzel has not been. I mean, she can swing around with her hair, but she's defenseless when she doesn't have her hair. Is Flynn, like, like, cutting her hair without her permission, like, appropriate? Oh, um, my gosh. I would deck someone if they cut my hair without my permission, so make of that what you will. But if it was a woman, one, that you loved, and two, saved your life and her oh, life. Well, I... his life, he thought he was going to die. <laughs> hmm. 
Okay, well, saving your life. Well, it's a moment of self-sacrifice, but it involved, like, cutting her hair without her permission, which is, like, a magic power hair that Mm. she might, you know, want. Yeah, also, he had no guarantee that doing so would damage Gothel, at least not immediately, which that doesn't make sense that suddenly the magic is gone, now she's aging super fast, because that's... Oh, yeah, it does. It's magic. Well, no, but that's not how the magic was set up. It was set up as it makes her younger, but it does not actually have a direct influence on her age. And Flynn wouldn't know that is the important thing. Okay, I'll agree with that, but she ages way more rapidly than anyone else. Well, yes, that reminds me of another like, problem. Every time yeah. she gets younger, in the next scene, she has gray again. So they already were saying that she was aging faster. Well, in that case, they didn't really fully establish that her advanced age didn't makes her aging as much faster. As you no, obviously not. <laughs> How, you only watched it once, James. Don't give us that crap. I watched it in the theater actually this time. And it oh, really... so you were looking really close. To I actually your hair. <laughs> I may have. Mm. So you uh, could win. So you could some. beat Derek in an argument. I've seen this movie I... at least five times. So ha. Okay, well that's probably. So point. hey, Der- here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So Ursula, whatever her name is, finds a bag right that has the crown in it, and it has a wanted Gothel? poster. Of, yeah, okay, whatever. Ursula. <laughs> she finds <laughs> Ursula for some reason. So she 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 finds a bag, right, that indicates that, and that's her clue, right, to find where Rapunzel went. And in it is a crown. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, the crown's in the house. Wait, no, the crown's not. And, and it's a crown and a wanted poster for Flynn. So instead of assuming that someone who would own a wanted poster would be like a guard, she assumes that Flynn has a wanted poster of himself <laughs> and goes after him. That makes no effing sense. That's a leap of logic. That does not make any sense. Why mm-hmm. would she don't think... understand the ways of Mother Gothel? She has no magic. That was like an important thing. She's... I always thought she was a witch, and she's not. She's just some cranky old lady. <laughs> but she's lived for so long, she just made connections that she... your brain was unable to make. No, she te- didn't she technically <laughs> only live like 18 years? No, she's been living super long before that. Whenever the star, the sun drop fell, it yeah. those solar flares from the sky and made a flower. That's how I got my flower hair. Also, what? why the crap did they feed the, her the flower? Couldn't they just have, like, had her, like, sing the song? They didn't know about the song, Nathan. Come on. Don't, well, don't leave the logic here. the song? <laughs> she made it up. She's a witch. <laughs> She's not a witch, though. She doesn't have magic. This movie makes no sense. Zero out of ten. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is pretty nitpick after, like, the things that we have seen. The comedy's good in this movie. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. She I does like say comedy. best day ever, which I hate it when movies have people say that. But I think this is the one that started that, so I guess it's kind yeah. of okay. <laughs> it's like when characters say, this is so awesome, or that was awesome. I just immediately think the movie's terrible because... You, you're shrinking. We know. Well, you should be. Sh- the characters, the people watching the movie can decide whether it's awesome or not. You don't have to freaking tell them how it, to feel about it. It's the modern equivalent of a laugh track. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Which, yeah, like that. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for demonstrating, James, what a laugh track sounds like. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my Yeah, you go work on Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Or maybe, or maybe work on Final Fantasy with that vo- laugh voice acting. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, moving on. Um, I don't know. Okay. Negatives. Uh. I don't I'm like the poppiness really of the songs. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm having a really hard time pulling out some negatives for this one. The exposition at the beginning is too long. Too long, but well done. It's fine, but it's too long. Yeah. Like Rapunzel's hair. <laughs> that was that was good, Nathan. Thanks. Ten out of ten. Thank Would you. recommend. Better than Tangled. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that that stupid bald cherub they were trying to make be a meme, that old guy, and he was never funny. It was stupid. Yeah. They had this big great ending and they ruined it by having a freaking guy in a diaper float up on a balloon. <laughs> Why yeah. did they think that was a smart way to end? Why are they not confident enough that they could just leave the audience on an emotional high note? They have to have a gag. Hmm. I don't know. I liked that he was drunk and then Gothel pulled the knife on him. It's like horror movies that end in jump scares. It's like you're not confident enough that your movie like is going to be okay ending so you have to like Thanks throw a joke at the movie. end. <laughs> him in a diaper was pretty horrible I don't want to see that fair fair <laughs> yeah um, actually, I like oh sorry go ahead yeah I was just going to say what about the uh, her parents do we consider them a positive or a negative I like that her father was emotional you don't see that in movies you don't see and that having a man, yeah I mean being emotional I think it was good yeah, I like that a lot actually and the fact that they didn't use dialogue they just show it I thought I did, I, that was great. It was yeah. weird that they like were still sad 18 years later. Like you gotta just have another kid. It's time to get over it, man. Like yeah. I don't want to tell people drinking the flower made her um, not able to have any more children. It's never established. Well, okay, in the movie. adopt. Well, clearly, Derek, they couldn't have any more children. Also, how did they recognize her when she was blonde, when she was born, and then she was brunette afterwards? Man, you just are putting way too much logic into Disney. And... They have the same enormous eyes. That's the answer <laughs> I noticed. No one has those eyes. And they're huge. No one in any other Disney movie has also, those eyes. something else that's a yeah, big that's problem. A Her <laughs> eyes are green, but when she looks at the mural at the princess, the mural's the eyes are blue. Really? So, yeah. Huh. You know baby's yeah. eyes change? You know I don't care. Okay, fair. It's still a giant I'm plot hole that ruins the movie. Mm, Harry you Potter logic. Little, very little things ruin movies. <laughs> I forgot. To, wait, we're on negatives, but I had another positive. <laughs> I screwed up. Um, are people going to stop listening to this podcast if I bring up stuff like this? This is a very progressive movie. <laughs> I like to stop listening. I don't know people that. Why would people start listening is the real question. Yeah, there you go. That's the correct thing to ask. Um, both our characters are competent. Um, they are competent in different ways. The movie is totally fine with having them be incompetent in different ways, and they don't necessarily aren't competent and competent in traditional gender role ways. Um, they work together and figure out the each other's competencies and then execute on it really well. Mm-hmm. And... Both characters are allowed to be emotional and fit within their own little thing, and they both approach the romance on the same terms. She kisses him first, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, uh, the whole gender equality thing is literally the same as Mad Max Fury Road. So this is mm. the Mad Max Fury Road of Disney movies, mm-hmm. which is, there... is a high compliment because Mad Max Fury Road is like my favorite movie ever. So, yeah. it's... is there a comic book you'd like to bring up right now, Derek? Yeah, which Teen Titans episode does this remind you of? Hmm. Which which part of Snow Dogs? <laughs> um, 
You say that, watch, I'm gonna figure something out. <laughs> I know no, you are. no, just let it go. <laughs> no, I wanted to. That would be really impressive, actually. Oh, gosh. That's, come on, Derek. <laughs> nah, I got nothing. <laughs> you failed us. Ah, well, good enough. At least you tried. I was like, it's, uh, it's like uh, uh, the comics involving Batman and Catwoman, because I like Batman and Catwoman no, and like ow. these guys, too. Yeah, just missing all of the point of what I was just talking about, but whatever. Yeah. The puzzle's literally, if, actually, if Flynn is Catwoman, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. What, what oh, I, that's just, Derek, why would you... Uh, cut, cut. <laughs> no, but... Frying pan gag is good. Yeah. Wait, we're on bad stuff. Well, there's Nothing just... Bad? I did want to mention something, like, with the, uh, with the whole, the progressive um, elements of the story, what I like about that is that it does it in a way that weaves into the story perfectly, which I feel is the way that should be done. Because a lot of bad. Yeah. It's like, it's supposed to, you know, it's part of the, you know, I know it's not bad, but I'm just picking up on what Nathan mentioned. And so, but yeah, you know, it's just like these kind of things where if you want your story to have a message or prove a point, it needs to be woven into the narrative properly, and I feel if that was their intent, they wove it into the narrative properly. It's like good design. I do design for a living website. But, like, it's like good design. If you do it right, it should be transparent. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I feel that it doesn't... Once this stuff is normal, then it won't be progressive anymore. It'll just be normal, and then mm-hmm. everyone will be happy. And I feel like mm-hmm. this movie is a shining example of that. It does excellent yeah. with everything it does I in terms of that. Mm-hmm. Um, to quote, mm-hmm. sorry. To, to, to quote, to quote Futurama: <laughs> If you do things right, people won't will think you haven't done anything at all. Yeah, that's that's my job. <laughs> uh, that is literally your job. It's literally my job. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, I can't think of there's, many negatives. There's more things I know that bother me about it, but like, I don't. They, they, I don't really care. Like, it's. It's yeah. fine. Like, um, I guess you could argue it's not like super good. That's the outside. It's just like um, really good. It's like okay. really good. <laughs> I well, I'm gonna. Um, we can get to that when we get to that. Comment about that. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Let's Miss... move to final scores. Unless there well, is. Okay. I have one last negative, which is the nittiest of picks. Um, uh, the ad campaign. Did, did anyone see the ad campaign? Well, a little bit. Because, I mean, you know, there was, like, one of the trailers involve her hair leaping from the shadows and attacking Flynn, which never oh, yeah. happened in the movie. Really. And, you know, it was I just... Yeah. Which was... Well, I, I didn't see it till after the movie. And so I was like, wait, what does this have to do with anything? And, yeah, but that's how movies are advertised. Yeah. Well. Nope, that ruined the whole movie for me. I've changed my mind. Zero out of ten. <laughs> I hate you all. Hmm. <laughs> But yeah, we bring back, we have to bring back the zero out of five that we pulled out of reserve for Chicken Little. <laughs> oh wow! Bring oh. out the big guns. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm pretty sure our fans would say, "Ritually disembowel yourself, preserve your honor." That's Mulan. Okay, no one, no one would say that. We don't have fans. Mulan, <laughs> Mulan has no honor because Mulan Two happened. So, <laughs> James, tell me about how this should be five stars. This should be five stars. But is it five stars? Yes, it is five stars, and here's why. But the pop song at the end is so annoying. (laughs) 
I literally was almost going to start singing it, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to spare us all that song. <laughs> Thank you. That No, that's not how it goes, Derek. Um, it goes, ah, spend your So, I watched Beauty and the Beast in the theater recently because AMC's been doing this, like, I don't know what, princess movies back in the theater. So we watched Beauty and the Beast, watched Tangled. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I like Tangled better than Beauty and the Beast, and I think it should be number two on our list. Better than it. Wow. Not better than Lion King, though. I think it's better than Lion King, and it's for it's sure a... better than Hunchback. Fight me. It's a, it's a sin of pickle. <laughs> a slight it's, pickle. It's sure better than Hunchback. A pickle of your own pickling, James. We don't get to talk about the freaking list yet. Just say five oh. stars. Not. Five stars. Okay, Derek. Ah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, five stars. I li- I really like this movie. I can't uh, think of any reason to get it lower. Sorry. Yeah, if there were halfsies, I'd give it four. I think four and a half, but I don't know why because there's nothing I really didn't like about this movie. <laughs> there's <laughs> something. There's something about this movie that is holding it back from me saying it's just incredible, and I don't know what it is. And that's like the point of this podcast is to figure that out, and it's killing me. So <laughs> next week, a little bonus where Nathan finally <laughs> figures out why the freaking damn scene bothers him and why it deserves four out of five. But I'm just gonna give it five out of five because it's it's good. <laughs> show it to your, show it to your kids if you have any. Show it to your cats. Show it show it to people on the subway. I don't freaking care. It's your life. You know, live it live it to the fullest. Show as many people as possible tangled. Please don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Me. What? Listen. That's definitely what I said. Ah, okay, so let's rank this 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 movie about hair. Um So, here's the current rank. And this is gonna be a fight. Uh, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, the the Leon King, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Mulan. I'm just gonna stop there because I think it's probably top five material. It is. Sure. I mean, it's we got a perfect score from all of us. So better than Emperor's New Groove, significantly. I, it's really hard to say it's better than Mulan because Mulan's songs I think are better. Oh, I like this one so much better than Mulan. Why be Mushu? So bump that sucker up. <laughs> Doesn't have the gargoyles, so bump that sucker. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, there there are things about the Hunchback that I like better than um than yes, Tangled, but there as a whole, Tangled is a much, much, much more solid movie. So here's where Derek's terrible life choice point seven is <laughs> so true <laughs> to bite us in the ass because. I think this movie's better than Beauty and the Beast, but not better than Lion King. Mm. But and I really think it's better than Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. But, I, but, I can't believe I'm confessing this on this podcast. I can't believe I like Tangled better than Beauty and the Beast. I, I feel like I'm having an existential crisis. I think the I, songs aren't better though. Sorry. Mm. What? The songs for Tangled aren't better than Beauty and the Beast. This is no, true. but I think Tangled is a better movie. Yeah, I agree. Yes, same here. It's overall, it is one of the most narratively solid movies that Disney has done. So I kind of agree. I do want it above, but I am really regretting the Lion King right now. Are we gonna move it? Is this is this the day? The day that we break tradition? If we do this once, then that means we could do it again, and then the list. No, we cannot break tradition. The list means nothing if we do this. I feel in my heart that this is the day we must, but. No. I'm fine with it at two. All right, put it at two. Yep. Okay. 
I don't think it's better than Aladdin. Uh, and I still think Lion King is a better is better. <laughs> I'd at least like tie them. I think. Yeah. Lion King is just such a beautiful movie. Like yeah. artistically, it's, it's like this movie's fine, but like there isn't anything aside from the like the lantern scene. There wasn't really anything that was like popped as like just gorgeous. You know, like yeah. Um, I feel like the whole thing is just. It, look, it looks fine. Point. It has a good fairy tale look. Like the art design is correct, but nothing was like. It felt like really like outstanding. It felt like it like was that, very good overall, but nothing like really exploded like when you watch like a Miyazaki film or something. Okay, right? yeah. I but think, I think that the lantern scene is absolutely amazing, and I think that the dance scene, I, I'm obsessed with that scene. But I, the scene where they're like in the town and dancing and stuff, I think yeah, it's my favorite scene. It's just fantastic. It does have good music in the background of that one. Yeah. But yeah, I you know okay. Here's my yeah, here's not. what I'd like to propose. Once we get to the end of the Disney movies, and this includes all the movies that we skipped over. Oh no! Then I would like to propose a possible restructuring of the list, but <laughs> only do it after we have watched everything. Too late. I etched it in stone. On his heart. On my heart. My heart's not stone. What the heck? I, mean, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Your opinions on DuckTales. My opinions on DuckTales are logical and rational and not like fanboys. Sorry? <laughs> there is no why forgiveness from the fanboy. Why does it always come back to DuckTales? Yeah. I don't know. I, I like DuckTales. I don't know why you're getting all dizzy. <laughs> DuckTales is great. I, what's your problem? You well, watch, watch the latest review of DuckTales episode 17 or whatever when it's on by the time this comes out. Mm-hmm. So... I got you. I got a sound clip of you saying DuckTales is great. My work here is complete. Oh, here's another one. DuckTales is the worst show ever. Then put those two <laughs> next to each other. Make Can we talk sound. about the the worst show ever, aka the next movie? It's not the worst. Um, it's just not as good as everyone thinks. I'd like yeah. to point out that it's it also has a higher score than Frozen, and is only 0.1 percent less on Rotten Tomatoes hmm. or on uh, IMDb than Tangled, which is really weird. Um, yeah. I guess re- I guess references are cool. So we're talking about Wreck It Ralph, 2012, the year I'm two years it. after. Ta- I'm gonna wreck it. Starring uh, Steve Brule. Um, n- do either of you watch Tim and Eric? <laughs> or Steve? No. Oh my gosh, are you serious? No. So, so, so when you watch this, yeah. So when you watch <laughs> this, you hear John C. Riley. You just you don't just hear Steve Brule the entire movie. No. Oh man, you gotta watch it. It's so funny. Anyway, um, <laughs> you like surrealist humor. It's it's brilliant. <laughs> Things so, we would rather be talking about. Oh, I love that show. Anyway, Wreck It Ralph is about Donkey Kong. I mean, Wreck It Ralph, who is in a game that is Donkey Kong meets Rampage, I guess. So he lives in a video game, but the video games also live in a surge protector. Uh, it's Toy Story with freaking games with a lot of weird rules um, about the world. So Ralph is pissed because he's the villain of his game and no one will be friends with him. And he goes to a villain support group that tells him to just love himself and be the villain. But he has to live in literal garbage so he's not super into being the villain. Um, <laughs> and everyone treats him like shit. So he busts out and decides that if he earns a medal, he can live in the penthouse because one of the doofuses in this game said he could and that would like validate his existence and he wouldn't have to live in a dump. I mean, I'd, I'd want to do that. Can't blame yep. the guy. Nope. So he, 
So he goes into some first-person shooter, and the best character in the movie is there, um, and gets a medal, and then goes to a go-kart race area, and the worst character in the movie is there, and <laughs> um, unfortunately, they spend way more time with her. Way more time. And like, Candy Crush meets Mario Kart, I guess, and the... Uh, he learns something. I he le- he has a moral that makes no sense. And Did he learn anything? Did he though? We'll get to that because I have weird. I don't understand this movie. Um, and she learns something, but not really. And then the movie ends. <laughs> also, she is a princess. Also, she's a princess. Because mm. why the hell not? Don't um, see her on any of that merch for some reason. I wonder why. Well, <sighs> and Sonic's in this movie, which is the best part. Blink uh, and you'll blink and you'll miss it because he gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. <laughs> he does he gets hit and rings pop out. It was great. And they make they talk about Mario. This movie is also just like a huge reference. Yeah. Yeah. Like Shrek only on drugs, which I think people like it. Um. Speaking of liking it, let's discuss the first time we watched Wreck-It Ralph compared to this time. I'll go first. I saw it in the theaters. You I saw thought, this in the theater? It had video My games. Goodness. I love video games. I was like, this seems... Why not? So I went and saw it in the theater, and I was like, that movie's okay. I, the, I thought some of the jokes were good. They There were video games. I like video games. But even then, I was like, this movie has a really good first act. And the rest of the movie is not good, <laughs> or as good. But the first act is really good. Um, and then I watched it again. Now I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 now I'm like really, really worried about Wreck-It Ralph 2. Because yeah. it already looks terrible. The premise is already bad. And if it's, it's based bad. on this, oh my gosh. No, oh my Disney. Right. Oh my Disney. He's literally going to visit Oh My Disney. I know! Time. I want to die. Anyway, uh, Derek, tell us about your feelings on WIR, also known as Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, the, I saw it the first time I saw it was also in theaters. In fact, it was with you. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> I remember we were you, friends at this point. I remember you talking about it afterwards and saying, you know, that wasn't great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I went with Beck. I remember yeah. that. You back and I think it was it. You crashed our date. <laughs> Third hmm. wheel in it. We're married, yeah. so we don't care. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I remember. I mean, I didn't hate it when the first time I saw it. I thought it was cute. It also did not inspire me to ever watch it again until we started this podcast. And uh, rewatching it, it's competently made. I like some of the characters. And I was trying to figure out whether I loathed um, what's her face or Penelope. despised her. So yeah, it's a it's subjective. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like what I noticed with her was that I noticed a similarity between her character archetype and Webby and Mabel from Gravity Falls, except. For some reason, it just does not work for me at all. That's not clever. Yeah. Yeah. She really isn't. So it's, yeah, rewatching it, um, I enjoyed it, but it's not great. James! 
I watched this with my brother. I didn't like it then. This was the hardest really? one for me to watch besides Chicken Little. Like, I kept stopping it. And I'm like, Wait, I'm bored. All just... of her, even Oliver and Company? I got through Oliver and Company in one sitting. This one, I had to take a few breaks. Yeah, this one was three sittings for me. Two sittings I almost didn't for me. finish it. I almost didn't finish it because like, I was like, I know how it ends. I don't care. It was part I, way through, and I was like, I remember how it ends. Then I watched my, the rest. <laughs> I, I can't stand Vanellope, but uh, the scene where he breaks her car is so hard for me to watch because I, I hate everything about that scene, and I mm. have a really hard time watching it from then on out. I have comments about that scene, but we'll get to it when we get to it. I hate, I hate that scene. As a preface, I don't know if this means anything, uh, I am an enormous video game buff, especially old nothing. games. Uh, okay i own like hundreds of retro video games i've considered buying arcade cabinets like (laughs) that means something a little more i guess um i was watched i watched this movie because i freaking love video games and i could name you all of the references in this movie which is kind of sad but no it's great i figured it was some context because i don't know if you guys play as many video games you don't play as many video games i do i know that for a fact but i don't know how like deeply in, under integrate into like retro arcade culture you are enough very little enough that i recognize cubert and enough that i think wait i know what which game satine is from right i think satine who satine. diablo i don't know yeah i don't know he looks kind of oh, like satine. the got it he looks kind of like the red devil from uh, ghosts and goblins but... yeah or what was it oh geez that, i forget the name of it like gauntlet I, I, don't remember, I think Gauntlet. I think that was the final boss in Gauntlet. Hmm. I mean, they have Eggman there. They have Bowser. They have Zangief and M. Bison. Zangief wasn't a bad guy, but whatever. Um, well, like he said, you want bad guy. I like that. Let's talk about things we like. Yeah, I, I like, actually like okay. the soundtrack to this movie. I don't like the so- the songs, but I like the soundtrack is a cute orchestral mixed with like retro sounding video game which yeah. is like actually a music genre now um <laughs> chip tunes i think yeah. it's called yeah and there's chip tunes with rock if you listen mm-hmm. to uh, with heavy metal if you want to listen to um machine supremacy they use actual commodore sounds in their metal it's freaking amazing <laughs> but anywho i thought soundtrack was actually kind of good yeah. and i think that john c riley is an underrated comic I am kind of sad that this movie didn't use him for what he's good at. I think he's really underrated, though. I think he's actually one of the again Tim and Eric. I think John C. Riley is freaking hilarious, mm. but not but not as much as he could be in this movie. I like video games. I like that there are video games in this mm-hmm. thing. Even if I do they, like the cameos, even if they These freaking like bludgeon you over the head with the references, and know. at the same time don't use them to their full extent. Yeah. Well, it's probably pretty expensive to buy the cameo time anyway, so... (laughs) Why Mario is... I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's the... uh... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna sort of try and figure out something to say. You go ahead. Uh, Is Calhoun the uh, army lady? Calhoun? Yeah, Sergeant Calhoun. I really like her. She was (sighs) a lot of fun. 
I, I do like her. I, her joke about her ba- tragic backstory <laughs> is still funny. Um, and even though I don't like that she marries Felix at I the end. I hate that she marries Felix. I like that so all of her friends are there getting ready to shoot the <laughs> bug that's going to come murder. <laughs> I thought that, yeah, that was hysterical. I love that part. Um, I, I, the fact that she's just this overly gruff, she's like the normal overly gruff military character, but she's just really funny and like almost swearing constantly yeah. is but not because it's a pg movie is i don't know she's really funny yeah. i think she's my favorite character in the movie i wish the movie had been about her yeah yeah i, I really like en- just have it about a samus type character yeah i would watch that i enjoy, i did enjoy her reaction to um vanellope saying she was gonna execute everyone she's like oh, this price got interesting i'm like please go through with it they all deserve it yeah, I hate Penelope's place. Ugh. Yeah. Well, positive crush. You're not on the hates yet. I just don't have anything nice to say about this movie. I I, I sympathize with um, Ralph. Like I understand his reasoning, which is why I get confused that the movie treats him treats him wanting to not live in a garbage heap as a bad thing. Yeah, and as a joke, it's so weird. Yeah, and the fact that you get this. Like, the talking to he receives is from one of the worst characters in the movie. Like, the guy that is the reason why Ralph ends up doing everything he does is suddenly meant to have some kind of moral high ground. Oh, God, yeah, that scene. Well, yes, we'll, we'll get, get to that, too. Yeah, uh, positive. The mayor or whatever. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I do, well... You know, I guess there, a positive is that they did actually manage to sneak Mario in there, because Tapper... It looks exactly like Mario. But I, I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't a Nintendo game, but sure. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, looks close I, I think the first act of this movie is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Up until he leaves the bug place. I think it's it, it has a little much on the cameos, but it, it like sets up everything really well for his arc. Like You kind yeah. of get what he wants. And I thought the moral, which it kind of was trying to do, is that he doesn't need a medal to receive validation he needs to figure something out with the other people that being a villain is his his job is still an important part of their existence and then they need to come to an understanding through him somehow because the medal is not like proving that you are good does not validate him right yeah mm-hmm. well it feels but, sorry it, go ahead i was going to say but it doesn't do that but it feels like the setup is really good because he gets the medal mm-hmm. and you're like you're like okay he were at the end of the first act and he got what he was supposed to want to get at the end yeah. of the movie. So this is set up really well that this was like kind of like a bait and switch that that's not actually what's going to solve this problem. And then we're going to progress his character. Yeah. And then it does nothing with it. <laughs> yeah. Kinda, yeah. I think part of the thing is, is that this movie does a really good job of setting up the conflict. But part of the problem is that it's not Ralph's place to learn a lesson from that setup all the other characters need to learn something. They need to realize that he is, it's his job. He's not a bad guy. It's just his job. He's not evil. There's a, yeah, there's a lesson on understanding other people, even when we don't agree with them. Right. That's like a moral that this movie could have worked towards. Yeah. That it doesn't. Yeah. I really like the scenes Mm -hmm. early on with the villains, like the villain support group. And this is weird but I really liked Zangief in this. It's like 
I don't know. It's like I felt more connected to his character, especially the part like when you see Ralph going towards the little tram thing and you see him kind of scoot over and say, hey, come and sit down. And I'm like, you know, I'm getting more out of this character than I'm getting out of a lot of these other characters in the entire movie. I'm surprised you even remember that character's name. He's from Street Fighter. Yeah. Oh, that's why. I'm like, just suplexes people. He's yeah. awesome. And he crushes uh, man's skull. Betw- like maybe that's why I don't care about this film at all. Not playing video games and being horrible at video games. And Nathan can certainly attest to my uh, yeah. lack of skills. Yeah. But I'm like, eh, it's just... I don't like the story. And I don't like the setting either. I'm sad that they bummed out the Satan joke by making it him say it's actually Satin. Because <laughs> in the trailer, he's just like, thanks, Satan. And then it's like a hard cut. <laughs> that's funny. That's really funny. But like him like adding to the joke, that's a real big nitpick. But I just, I just thought that they cut in the movie because I remember him saying thanks Satan it being really funny. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's unfortunately they they drag it out. It, yeah, and then the internet ruined it by memeing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why you don't get on the internet. Nay, yeah, Derek. Nay, Derek. <laughs> no, you do in Wreck It Ralph too. Ralph goes on the internet. Isn't I that am- just gonna be the emoji movie all over again? Yes. No, because this one has Disney princesses and Star Wars. Yeah, so people are going to watch it, even if it's a terrible hunk of garbage, which it is going to be. Anyway. People in this podcast are going to watch it. James, you have to say it. something positive about this movie. Oh, I'm trying. I, I do like the sergeant. I like the bug planet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's literally the part that I like of this film. I think Ralph's, been... game, Ralph's game is like a believable real game. I would I like play that. it. Oh, I'll agree to that. Yeah. It's what I like, you know, what I kind of like about Calhoun is that the fact that she's so out of place is what makes her so funny. Like she's well, saying. The, yeah, it's like there's all these cartoon characters and then. <laughs> and then there's her. It's like she's saying all these corny action movie game things like Apocalypse and Armageddon had a baby and it is ugly. And it's like that's such mm-hmm. a dumb line, but I kind of love it. Yeah, I like that the whole her whole game is just this huge weird Starship Troopers reference, yeah. which is pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> and I also like that, that, that when you win, Obama talks to you. That was pretty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like that the video game character got PTSD from the uh, <laughs> from the bugs. <laughs> yeah, that was actually it's like it's your job. I have bad news for you, man. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, that being said, I'm like, why did the programmers um, make the bugs not aware that it's a game? I don't know. Let's talk about bad things. We should probably go in chronological order. Why do people freaking love this movie? I don't understand. Anyway. I don't understand. Okay, chronological order. I uh, like the first act. <laughs> I hate the... But- the setup of the first act still frustrates me. Like the whole him living in the garbage heap and then fi- fix it, Felix and their little people, the way they treat him. Ugh, I don't, eh. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good because it's a good setup for what the moral should be, except it doesn't freaking but work. That's mm. the problem. If there's not a moral at the end, the setup doesn't work for me. Okay, yeah, but it doesn't mean the setup's necessarily bad. It yeah, just is I, bad because of the ending. It kind of, right, I'll correct it. In isolation, act one is good. All right, all right. Yeah, it kind of feels like one thing that I'm thinking is that they divided character traits between Felix and the people that live in the apartment. Like, it feels mm-hmm. like he maybe should have been more against Ralph. 
And then that's the thing that he has to learn because he's involved in the story more. He's in a position to learn that lesson. But in fact, the actual character that needs to learn that lesson is not involved in the story beyond two scenes. the owner of the house or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, if you... I mean, I understand why they didn't make Felix more antagonistic towards Ralph because then you wouldn't like him. But at the same time, it just makes him feel wishy-washy and like he's participating in this persecution of this other character because he doesn't want to actually stand back and think about what his values or whatever mean. And you could play it up that he's a hero so he doesn't like think about it and just does his job. But like you could still have a character there. Like he doesn't feel like anything except it's yeah. really funny that he's old timey. Except yeah. Ralph isn't at all. Like the joke is that his game's old so he acts like an old timey person. But no one else in the game acts like that. Yeah, it's really weird because there are moments where it almost feels like they're trying to establish that they're friends. Like, when he's happy to see him when Ralph breaks him out of the dungeon, it's like, you know, there seems to be, like, some sort of, like, you know, affection between them. But the way he behaves, we just overlooks the way other people are treating him is just so weird. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but... (laughs) And Derek, you can just be all happy about this. In the Lego Batman movie, the way that Batman and Joker have a relationship of hating each other, but also, like, needing each other, I think would have worked way better for Felix and Ralph. Um, And it works in the Lego Batman movie because everyone knows that that's Batman and Joker's relationship, and so they're just hanging it on a lamppost, right? Right. They're just turning it into a joke. But, yes. I feel like there's a way to make this into a joke that would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think think it really would have worked if they had have played up the antagonism between uh, uh, antagonism between them because it's mm-hmm. like yeah, i don't know it's like they it feels like they put characteristics in multiple characters that should have been in just one yeah so, uh, let's talk about sugar rush this movie uh. is not a video game movie this movie is a candy movie yeah wh- why why why? Yeah. Okay, so like even from the the first scene, I also like to point out that um, the minute Ralph enters Sugar Rush is when he starts becoming unlikable. Yep. Yeah. Up until that point, like you understand his plight, you get where he's going, and then he just turns into this huge dick, mm-hmm. and then he runs into Vanellope. Vanellope is so obnoxious. She is so mean and just yeah. completely selfish and irredeemable. And the only thing that redeems her to Ralph is that people are mean to her when he mm-hmm. was about to go beat the crap out of her anyway. Yep. What? Like, I understand that he sees the parallel between the two of them, but, like, she doesn't need to be this despicable for that turn to happen. And then she stays despicable. Yeah, it's like, the problem is, it's like, she's an annoying character, but if she was just annoying, I could say, okay, you know what, whatever, I can ignore that. But the fact that she is an antagonistic force for the majority of the movie towards Ralph makes her a really unlikable character and makes you wonder, okay, why do you like her in the first place, and I don't buy the bond that they're supposed to have formed. They just both become so selfish the minute they enter Sugar Rush. They're so 
so selfish. And that did again, yeah. that's not what the act first act set up for Ralph. Ralph was mm. like the every man, the brow beaten every man, which I would like to point out this movie beats him up as a joke, which is like meaning mm-hmm. the movie is in on the joke that he should be brow that he should like he deserves to be beaten up. Like that's subtle stuff, but like if you treat your character like that, the audience views them like he deserves it, which I think yeah, is right. not the point of the movie, right? The point mm-hmm. of the movie is he's is he's being unfairly treated. It's the same thing you feel about Vanellope. By the end of it, it's like, well, I kind of understand why everybody hated her because she's the worst glitch ever and somebody needs to delete her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You wanted to mention that King Candy scene, which... Oh, did right. You? Yeah. Wait, was it me that wanted to mention that or James? One of you did. Yeah. You, Derek. Okay, yeah. Um. Yes. King Candy's proposition makes 100% sense Mm-hmm. In the context that Ralph had it, and he was completely justified in what he did. Like uh, that is my opinion um, on that. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, maybe he shouldn't trust King Candy because King Candy has been antagonistic towards them. I'm saying that a lot this episode, but still, at the same time, it's like okay, if we're taking this in good faith, Ralph's actions were justified, which the movie is trying to play it as they weren't. I think James yeah. disagrees. Do you disagree, James? You said you hated um, that scene. I want to I, I I don't even know how to describe my distaste of that scene. I think because Vanellope has been so obnoxious, and then all of a sudden the movie is like trying to turn it on. You know, oh, you need to feel bad for her, and I'm like, well, I I do feel bad for her, but I also hate her, and I'm also so angry with Ralph at this point because he's nothing like what he was at the beginning, mm. right? And uh, I just I don't even know how to describe my frustration with that scene. I feel about as bad also, for her as the victim in a slasher like, movie. Yeah, and it's, it, well, trying, I just, and it's really trying to be emotionally manipulative with its music yeah. and how it's set up that you're supposed to feel really bad and that Ralph's making a mistake. And but it's like, no. Well, and also like if Ralph is really trying to change. I feel like at the beginning he should have been like, no, I can't wreck things anymore. Something, you know, like I don't know. There's just something about that scene that really, and I'm usually fine with getting emotionally manipulated with movies, but that scene just really just irks me. It didn't feel earned, maybe. That probably. Yeah. And and probably trying to shove it down your throat after like, Vanellope being so obnoxious and pretty much nothing redeeming about her at that point. Yeah. yeah. I, really, really nothing redeeming. I think they were trying to bank on the sympathetic outsider angle and the, hey, look, a cute character angle way more than they should have been because they ignored her personality. Well, I do feel like it's a step back for Ralph. Like, he's once again getting manipulated by people. Once again, wrecking things. Like, you're not even like he's not even a changed person at that point. Yeah, right I'm, back to where he was. Yeah, it almost feels like the movie should have addressed the fact that, you know, like you said, he says I'm not going to wreck things, and then this would have been an opportunity to say, well, well wrecking's wreck all I'm, or maybe even say wrecking is all I'm good for, so I'm going to wreck it. And then he wrecks. Okay, well, that's fine. Yeah, like yeah. that's a low point. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then it would come and again rule. Well, yeah, rule of three, I'd guess, you know, the moment where he says, I'm not going to wreck things, then he wrecks things and it turns out to be wrong. And then at the end, it comes in where he wrecks something, but it saves things when he does the volcano thing. Right. 
And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess I just felt like very manipulated by that scene, and I didn't feel like anything that happened was earned. Yeah, I'd agree. Tr- but. The, yeah, the whole the whole Candy Crush thing just or Sugar Rush just feels so weird because it's like it gives I you. I always like, say Candy Crush too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, there's sure, a new okay. there's a new antagonist. It's like the whole movie just restarted. Yeah, like, you have a new antagonist. You have new character that you need to be rooting for to try and help you have a new resolution and a, and a that new, is relevant another to... reveal that's like oh the good guy is actually the bad guy and the annoying person is actually the good guy we've we've already done that yeah and that like, joke about turbo is now him again and also there's bugs that are the other enemy like do we need this many antagonists like what yeah and, and- and the bugs right. don't even make sense because they're like, we need a beacon. And, I, and then he's like, uh, s- Mentos and soda. That's a, that's a beacon. I'm like, why does that work? Like the beacon in the, in the other game is a built in part of the program that is meant to do a thing. It's execute, turn thing on, bugs do thing. This is just right. an explosion. It doesn't. It shouldn't affect the bugs in any way. The joke is they go to light because they're bugs. Eh, I guess, but it doesn't make sense in the context of the world. I mean, it makes sense the bugs go to light, but the world doesn't make sense in general. It really doesn't make sense that she still glitches after being repaired. Okay, I hate that too. It's like, oh, we fixed you, but you're still special in your own special way. What? No. Yeah. The whole point was that they can't let her race because the glitch will get the game shut down, and then they fix it so she's not glitching anymore. And then, but then she does still glitch, and the game doesn't get shut. No kids can actually play that. That's cheating. Yeah. Well, I think I guess the idea is it's um it's an attempt at a moral of the things that make you unique are important, and you should never give them up. But at the same time, but that's. It's a video game. If you see something glitching out like that, you're going to do exactly what King Candy said. Yeah. He was technically right. Yeah. Also, if he still glitched, does that mean she can't leave the game? Mm. Well, they're clearly going to leave it in the next movie, so according to the rules, no. Stupid rules. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have a lot of negative feelings about this sequel. And I I don't want to go see it, but I will for this podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, um, so let's can we discuss what the moral of this movie is? Can someone help me? I thought it was something along the lines of sometimes you feel like left out, like you're not in the place where you want to be. You feel out of it, but you can find understanding with where you are by understanding yourself. I don't. No. So I was liking something along the lines of like don't put people in a box because mm. maybe they don't fit in the box. But mm. I'm not so sure that's actually what it was. See, this has be- the same problem, and I said I was gonna compare it to this before. Nightmare for Christmas. Oh yeah. I feel has the same moral problem. This movie's way worse, just for the record. I actually really love Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. But but Nightmare for Christmas, I can never get over the moral is like stay in your box and don't explore your worldview. Maybe the moral of that movie is actually like don't appropriate other cultures. I don't <laughs> like I don't 
Like, I, I don't... <laughs> Nathan. Well, I mean, he does go and ruin Christmas. Out of but, all like... the things to take away from that movie. But, okay, but no, it's a real similar premise, right? Like, you have a person in a world where they belong, and they feel like they don't belong there, and they feel like the difference is he's respected and Ralph is not, and so they go find another world and, like, try and, like, incorporate that into themselves or take that for themselves, and then it doesn't work, and they realize they're just happy with where they are and so nightmare for christmas i feel is is more of like you need to be satisfied with where you are it's okay to like branch out and be discontented but you also need to realize like where who you are is important relative to where you are and and accept yourself for that right like Mm. but ralph never like just because like he states like i'm okay because i'm a hero to her or something and it's like what what does that solve <laughs> what did I, you think yeah it's it's like because his situation doesn't even really change at the end the only difference is he makes a house for himself well i mean there's other differences but that's the big Do you one think that they're in a romantic relationship at the end no oh. okay now that i started thinking about this i'm like please tell me good that lord no one else well, I just think that Felix and the sergeant is so weird paired anyway that... Well, I don't know. It's Ugh, it's a better I love know. story than some love stories I can think and of. And he just kisses her after she very clearly rejected his advances. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Ugh. Weird. This movie's problematic. Yeah, it is. I don't... Yeah. It's trying to do a lot, but it doesn't but it have enough nothing. time. It's like, well, comparing it to Tangled, where it's like Tangled is very focused and knows what it can do in its runtime. Wreck-It Ralph is trying to shoot for the moon, and it's uh, fallen into the ocean because it didn't have enough steam. Maybe that's the other thing, too. Like, Tangled focuses on three characters, right? Mm-hmm. Specifically two of them yeah. and their story. Wreck-It Ralph is like... Five. This one guy, but then we're going to jump back to the other guy, and all of a sudden he's important, and then there's all sorts of other side characters that are important-ish to the story? Uh, side, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm still gonna come back to that the people that lived in the apartment, they really should have been boiled down to just one character because it just, they waste time. It should have been, it really should have been that Felix, they should have role reversed, right? It should have been that Felix was like an antagonist and Ralph was you know, actually a good person. And so you have this weird role reversal where the hero's a dick and the villain's a good guy, but they both have to fight against their own nature where one of them breaks things on accident and one of them is, you know, repairs things as part of his trait. And then they reconcile through some zany adventure in some other game where they get stuck. Literally the plot to freaking Toy Story, but still that movie worked for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And this movie does not. It, yeah, it really does feel like the movie, the story should have been about the relationship between Felix and Ralph, exactly like Toy Story, but they tried to split it up where it's a story about a relationship between him and several other characters. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, it's like, y- you gotta be focused. Come on. Like, I think people must like this movie because, like, on surface level, it's totally watchable. Yeah. Like, oh, sure, and it's pretty you know good animation yeah it's real easy to digest like the jokes about video games are fun but yeah it's just not it's no toy story (laughs) it does not stand up compared to most of the movies on the list we have 
Yeah, it's just not solid. It's yeah. unfortunate, really. And it's weird how popular it is. It must just be because mm-hmm. of the video game connection. That's all I can... Yeah. It's amazing this movie is going to be the first sequel. Like, this movie is going to get the first sequel since The Rescuers Down Under directly from, like, Walt Disney Animation Studios. Like, uh-huh. that blows my mind. Yeah. Fro- then froze me, too. Or like... Yeah that great of a movie i mean i think it's good but like out of all the movies that came before that's the one they picked the sequel and then (laughs) wreck it ralph is the one that they're going to do the first sequel to well to be fair if the trend is rescuers was good rescuers down under was better then you know maybe wreck it ralph 2 will be fantastic it was 1977 1990 it's not and now we're talking better. about 2012, 2018. It's not mm. going to be better. It's going to yeah. suck. I'll tell you right now. And now we're we're moving into an era now where Disney's going to start doing uh, sequels to cartoons. You know, Frozen Two and yeah. Wreck-It Ralph Two. And I'm like, I don't. I. It feels maybe that's why Fri- uh, Tangled so much better. It's like it's yeah. a standalone. It's done. <laughs> Is it? Is it really? The canon, Derek, does not include the TV show. Wait until Tangleder. <laughs> More Tangleder yeah. coming More soon. More Tangleder, yes. Yeah. Most Tangledest. Yeah. Most Tanglederist. It's it does kind of it feel looks. like we're entering an era of Disney is afraid of doing something original, where they rely on okay, this was a success, now let's make a sequel for it. They're behaving more like the rest of Hollywood compared to the Disney of the '90s and so on. Yeah, gee, I wonder why that is. Maybe because they learned that like Marvel movies can just regurgitate the same thing repeatedly and it's successful, so why play it dangerous at all? <sighs> Star Wars to a lesser extent. At least they made Rogue One. <laughs> and Pixar. Yeah. Pix- Pixar is just kind of does its own thing, though. Yeah, but, the, but Pixar is the reason why Disney's not going to have uh, sequels, because Pixar actually put out, you know... Well, I think, for the most part, sequels that are better than the originals. Yes, yeah. Some, maybe early level ones. Like Cars, the Toy Story 2. Oh, I don't ever count Cars. And Toy Story 2 is better than Toy Story 1, and Toy Story 3 is the best one. Toy Story 2 is better than Toy Story 1. I don't know if Toy Story 3 is better than 2, but I haven't seen 2 in a while. I'd have to rewatch all three of them, to be honest. I think Incredibles 2 is going to be good. Oh, yeah. Incredibles so is so freaking good. I rewatched it. That movie is really solid. Yeah, I rewatched that one recently too. I really enjoyed can, that. And um, can we get an HD remake of Incredibles? Yeah. Yeah, upgrade the graphics a tad. <laughs> get some of that hair tech from Brave. Yeah, like can can you? No, it, it looks it looks fine, and the story's so good, it's fine. Yeah, that movie I just is think surprisingly is adult. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, anytime you bring in suspicions of infidelity between a married couple, already you know you're not in king territory. Yeah, that movie is really good. We're not freaking talking about Incredibles. We're talking about Wreck It Ralph. How it well, wrecked this I week. I wanted to talk about something I liked tonight. So <laughs> we well, did. We Tangled. talked about Tangled. I love Tangled. Why don't you marry it? I mean, boom! Classic comeback. That's Derek, so put a sound bite, put a sound clip here of like a, a slot machine cashing out. Like, <laughs> okay. What? Did you just fart? <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> the glitch? Are you the glitch? It's Are you the... Nelope? It's... It was definitely not a fart, guys. I said you were King Cannon or Candy, whatever the hell its name is. King Chicken. 
voiced by Leaf on the Wind Man from Frozen. He was one of the he was one of the redeeming features of this movie because King Candy, King Candy, was was fun. Honestly, the first time I saw it, no. I, I liked parts of him. Okay, fine. But yeah, it's like <laughs> what honest, part? his head, his voice. <laughs> his parts. But yeah, his no, voice. it's like the first time I saw it, I thought it was the voice actor for the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland because it just gave me those vibes. But Eric, obviously that not. Been dead for a long time. Yes. Also, like, I know who the maybe actual they actor just is. put him into a computer game called Turbo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like literally dying, guys. Yeah, and like how they feel like they have to tie every single lore element of the movie directly into the plot. Like, what the? Why? Why is Turbo a character? That's so stupid. And you don't explain what Turbo means until like an hour into the movie after they've used the term like 47 times. Like, you're supposed to explain that crap early. They should have explained it at the freaking villain convention. Well, King yeah. Candy should have shown up in the first act. Oh, uh, yeah. All of those and characters. Anything in Candy Rush should have shown up in the first act. Like, yeah. it just doesn't... My brother would be so mad at me ragging on this film. Well, tell your brother to freaking get taste. Get good, son. I mean, you've been you're, telling me that for almost ten years You're being now. played. Put your big boy pants on. Watch a good movie like Blade Runner or something. Don't watch Wreck-It Ralph. Watch a good video game movie like Pixels. <laughs> oh, are, are you I'm kidding me? Kidding. I'm just kidding. Or the emotion. oh, okay. This I like I've that. Just, I like I've that movie. This podcast. I'm out of here. I like, that, like mo- that movie. No, I'm. What I'm trying to say is, I like that movie back when it was called Futurama. Ah, oh, Futurama's great. Yeah, there was an episode that that movie had bears similarities to. Want to know a good video game movie you could watch? Uh, people listening to this. Super Mario Brothers. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is like the best video game movie ever made. So go watch that. Yeah. It's freaking great. That is a good movie. My favorite movies. Whatever. Prince of Persia is the best video game movie ever made. (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) The closest adaptation of a video game to a movie that like felt like the video game was the Silent Hill movie. (laughs) I don't play that one. Well, yeah. I don't, don't think you would enjoy it. But really, you sure you can watch it. I don't freaking care. Mm. But barbecue, <laughs> you want to watch someone get murdered by like barbed wire? That's that movie. Oh, so why tons of barbed wire? They like rips her apart. It's awesome. You'd love it. <laughs> Just like in Wreck It Ralph. That's what it felt like watching this movie. You get ripped <laughs> apart by barbed wire every time Penelope was on screen. Anyway, let's finish this crap. Yeah. So. Uh, J- I don't want to ask James first this time. Derek, are you up to giving this a star rating and setting a trend? Um, I'm kind remember, of conf- I'm you kind- gave an Oliver Company three. Don't, yeah. don't listen, James. <laughs> Do what your heart tells you. Honestly, I'm going to say a two. It's <gasps> I'm giving it a two because Chicken Little exists. I thought we gave Chicken Little a zero. Oh, yeah. What about what did I give Home on the Range? One. Okay, Wreck-It Ralph gets a two. Okay, that's fair. I also give it a two. It's surface level, it's fine, which is better than Home on the Range. <laughs> oh, wait, I just remembered. Do what? we want to go into more detail about the scene between Ralph and the guy in the penthouse? Oh, yeah. Maybe real fast. Yeah. it's So Ralph gets the medal and comes back to the penthouse, right? 
right. then I, I don't know if someone's just going to continue. Yeah, no, well, well, see, the thing that I, reason why that stood out to me was because Ralph, this is the moment where Ralph is meant to learn the lesson that turns things around and he goes and does the right thing, but he is getting it from the main perpetrator of the abuse that he suffered at the beginning of the movie and before the mm-hmm. movie started. So it's like th- there's this character that is taking the moral high ground that he doesn't deserve to take it. And it's like Ralph should not be listening to anything this guy says because he's not the person that should be saying it. Yeah, it's trying to frame Ralph as the villain in that scenario that was presented, but he's absolutely not. He is fully justified in earning that penthouse. I think that just boils down to why this movie irks me is because they are not clear on who the villain and the protagonist are. And even though you think that they're being clear, they just want to t- tip it on their head over and over and over again, back Sending and forth. Signals. It doesn't even make sense by yeah. the end of it. It's like, well, who was the protagonist? Was it Ralph? Was it Felix? Was it Vanellope? Was it this one guy that was a jackass and then suddenly had the game-saving moral? Uh, maybe the king was actually the hero of the story because he was trying to destroy all the awfulness. <laughs> in the- <laughs> yeah, he was trying to destroy <laughs> like, Candy Crush. You know, maybe I am the king because that's how I feel about this story. Kill burn, them all. It, burn it all down. The hero is the janitor that accidentally knocks out all the plugs when he's vacuuming while all the characters are still inside their games. Woo! <laughs> How's that for a fanfic? What's this weird arbitrary rule where if you die in some other game, you don't come back? Like, why? If you die in the game, you die in real life. This movie has so many (laughs) rules that it has to explain. It gets bogged down its own stupid mythos. Just streamline it. What the? Also, why is there a terminal in the middle of the power strip? Yeah, like, data doesn't go through power. Power goes through power. You I mean, idiots. I can't wait until we see how they get into the internet. It's going to go through a Wi-Fi router. I read it in the synopsis. Anyway, <laughs> through, the pow- through a power cord, because, you know, that makes sense. Anyway, James, yeah. tell us everything about Rick Ralph and how you would score it. I'm going to give it a two, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want to give it a one, but I feel like it's probably better than Oliver and Company. I don't know. I I don't even know anymore, guys. <laughs> this podcast has broken me. <laughs> I think it's a harmless movie. Yeah. Like it's not it it's boring and its messages are muddled and it's just has bad scenes. Just, that but scene, nothing made me angry. But that scene where he breaks the car makes me angry. Okay, well there's a scene that made James angry. I was a little yeah. annoyed at the penthouse scene. That was probably the most frustration I had in the movie, but mm-hmm. like kids aren't going to notice that. The kids are yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's like I mean on the surface it's okay, but the moment you start thinking about it, yeah, it's just not. Which is unfortunate because the moment you start thinking about stuff like Tangled, you realize like how good the movie is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same Scott with Hill. Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you start digging into these movies there. Hey, let's talk about the list. Let's put it on the list. So, yeah. Did you say what your score was, Nathan? A two, I okay. thought. I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> Same. Yeah. I'm going to wreck it. Anyway. So, I'm going to start at 15 and work our way down to 25. Sound good? Yeah. I would start at 20. 
You know, our po- everyone loves this movie. Like, it's a 7.7. I know. I know. It's a 7. It's getting a sequel. I know. It's better than Frozen, according to IMDb. I mean, and I don't even like Frozen, and I know it's better than this movie. Yeah, a bunch of crazy talk. It's freaking only one point higher than Kung Fu Panda. And Kung Fu Panda's freaking awesome. Yeah. Kung Fu Panda's mm-hmm. way more enjoyable than this. Oh, heck yes. I freaking love Kung Fu Panda. And the sequel, too, was really good. Yeah. I was, I I was I mean, yeah. It was good. I was completely shocked. Kung Fu Panda has pulled the, okay, they can't do this a second. Oh. They can't do this a third. Oh. They did it a third time. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy how good <laughs> how good that is. And Me on is Toy like- Story. <laughs> Your mom's on Toy Story. What? Damn, yeah, make it. What? <laughs> Your mom isn't Toy Story. Uh, whatever. Anyway, moving on. Okay, I'll start for the top. So weird. I'm going to start at Treasure Planet, which is 16. You guys don't okay. know. I'm just moving one step down from where I was going to start already. Um, <laughs> so Treasure Planet, The Little Mermaid, Atlantis, Meet the Robinsons. I can't believe James Les put it that low. Oliver, like, if you guys put this movie above me, the Robinsons, I will never speak to you again until next time we podcast. <laughs> it's hard. I actually, it's hard for me to know which one of these movies I like. Oh, uh, I wow. The superficial. The, I know it's all superficial, like ice cream, the video game trappings of this movie, but like, I, I it speaks to me. I'm sorry, it's irrational. I know. Which is weird because I'm the most rational person on this podcast. Anyway, after Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard, <laughs> Is Oliver and Company, Pochahontas, Bro Bear, Dino, Home on the Ranch, Chicken. Okay, whatever. I think it's this is somewhere in the Oliver and Company, Pocahontas, Brother Bear range. Hmm. Derek, do you have an opinion on this? Ah, jeez. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I think I... I put it at. I think I would actually put it above Oliver and Company and below Meet the Robinsons at twenty. I think I would too. Uh, yeah, I mean there are. I mean I don't have the hate for Oliver and Company that James does, but yeah, there's Burn enough. It. <laughs> there's enough. After this movie, I don't know if I hate it as much as I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's enough in Wreck It Ralph that I enjoy more than what's in Oliver and Company. Even though this one got a lower score. Well, yeah. It's got a good first act. Yeah. It's got a good first act, and they tried to have some sort of moral. They just tripped. Yeah. More like they fell off a cliff, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tripped off a cliff. Whoa! Like that. All right, we'll put it at 20. Below Meet the Robinsons. Below Atlantis, The Lost Empire. <laughs> I was watch Atlantis over this movie again. People are going to kill us. I know. This, everyone hates this list. Um, except for... I, even I hate it because The Lion King is at four. It's at freaking four. I can't believe my life has become this. Anyway, let's go down the list and everyone can be upset together. Just so you know, viewers, none of us are happy about this list either and we made it. So it's totally okay to be angry. <laughs> but like, keep listening um, to see what will happen next. Anyway, the current list is Aladdin, then Tangled, Be- Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Hunchback and Notre Dame. That's the top five. Then moving to, to 10, we have Mulan, Emperor's New Groove, Lilo and Stitch, Great Mouse Detective, and Tarzan at 10. Then for the next group, we have Princess and the Frog, Hercules, Rescue's Down Under, Bolt, Winnie the Pooh at 15, uh, 16 is Treasure Planet. 
The Little Mermaid, Atlantis, Meet the Robinsons, and the 20 Wreck-It Ralph. I cannot um, believe I let you put Meet the Robinsons so low. I'm just going to say that again. If you listen to the podcast, yeah, I'm pretty sure I make some very good points. I'm um, sure you did. <laughs> um, then we have Oliver and Company, Pocahontas, Brother Bear, 24's Dinosaur, 25's Home on the Range. And then at the very, very bottom of the list, we have Satan's Return, also known as Chicken Little. So, so, I don't have also time known to as Derek's podcast. I have to watch DuckTales like five more times to catch up. So Yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Do it. I, I have other things to work on. <laughs> All right. Well, next week I'm sure it's going to be a big fight because there's a movie Derek likes on it and a movie I haven't seen. I have not seen Big Hero 6. Um, oh, that's a fun one. I heard that it was good. I heard it was really good. I just never I never did it. It's real, real sad. Yeah. I know you're... Alan Tudyk is in that one, too. Yeah. He's in all of them from here on out. Is he really? Wow. Yeah. They just love him or something? Yep. That's fine. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I like Alan anyway. Tudyk. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to our terrible podcast. Um... You can tell me how Wreck-It Ralph is actually the freaking most amazingest movie ever and its intricate plot details about Candy Crushes just over my dumb idiot head at the useless god on Twitter, I guess, if you want. I don't freaking care. No one talks about it to me anyway. You should let me know what video games I should play since I am the worst and do not play video games at Binge Watch Fan. And then instead of taking your recommendations, I will watch DuckTales instead. What? Play Hellblade. You have to tweet it. I'm not going to listen to you <laughs> verbalize it. Did you play Hellblade? No, but based on no. your recommendation, <laughs> I'm thinking it'd be funny to make him play it. Yeah, Hellblade's freaking great. Anyway, Derek, where can people tell you your opinions are wrong or right? Uh, they can do that at Burning Lizard on Twitter. And so, yeah, if you think I am wrong, don't talk to Which me. Which I do, often. <laughs> I mean, what? Hmm. How dare there be dissenting opinions on this podcast? What the heck was that? And um, this will be months after it comes out, but for us, this weekend is the new Blade Runner movie, and I hope it's good. It's supposed to be good. So in the future, message (laughs) me back and tell me if it's good, and I'll have already seen it. Because it's going to be great. Indeed. It's going to gonna be freaking wreck it ralph two levels of good oh great yeah that's it thanks for listening i don't know how to end these things uh p- put a sound start the music now over my voice please so the music is drowning <laughs> out and then we're just fading over my voice okay and then the music's oh the music's getting too loud oh, i can't hear anything oh street um, <laughs> a, a nightmare before christmas that's fair. similar fair theme enough. with a with except wreck it ralph's moral is convoluted and dumb and confused 
Yeah, whole movie's like, confused. It's like, yeah, because like a lot of that hey, was... Wait, Nathan, start the episode. I don't know if he's recording Stop. yet. The recording started now. Okay, I'm going to intro us. We have to talk about the dumb quiz, so pull your stupid quiz results up before right, we start. Know. I have the same as Derek. You read ours off, James. Okay, okay. I'm going to intro. You ready? Okay. Opening and ending music by at Ben Sound. Podcast cover art by Nathan Rackley at Drawakir on Twitter.